This is the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. If you need a getaway, I am always a fan of my hometown of Las Vegas. So click the link in my show notes to find amazing offers, great deals from Vegas.com right now. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Colta Medici. Follow on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Dr. Sandra Colta Medici. You can listen to the podcast live on Fireside and learn about upcoming course announcements, coaching programs, working one-on-one with Sandra and new template releases by visiting collegeofstyle.com. Join Sandra on TikTok, Pinterest, and Twitter at College of Style today. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 48 of the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Colt Medici, and I'm so excited to have my friend Jenny Kim on the podcast today. So stay tuned for the interview. We are going in on compliance, management, and how to talk to an attorney. Yes, we are going in on all subjects, and we even talk about the metaverse. Stay tuned. Is your business not connecting or converting your followers online? Book your brand audit today by visiting collegeofstyle.link forward slash brand audit. I look forward to working with you to move the needle on your business and jumpstart your 2022 with strategic messaging and up-leveled visual branding. Click the link and I'll talk to you soon. Just a little PSA here to let you know that it is okay to let go of brand imagery that isn't serving you or your business. Don't feel obligated to use images just because you had this whole vision a long time ago. It's okay. I trust in your judgment that your new vision for your business is amazing. So go with your gut. Don't feel obligated to use images that aren't attracting your ideal clients. College of Style is ready with a great shopping experience for you this holiday season. And better yet, to say thank you for shopping my store, use the discount code HELLO15 to get 15% off of your first order. Visit shopcollegeofstyle.com and type in HELLO15 at checkout. And then tag me on socials and let me know how you like your purchase. I am so excited to be joined today by attorney at law, Jenny Kim. Jenny Kim is vice president of operations and general counsel for a very prestigious organization. Previously, she was deputy general counsel, political law, and vice president of policy at Coke Industries, one of the largest private companies in America. While there, she implemented the political law compliance for the United States, Canada, and the European Union, and led on criminal justice reform. Before joining Coke Industries in 2008, Ms. Kim was a senior associate at Miller and Chevalier Chartered and an associate with Crowling and Mooring LLP. Previously, she was a Presidential Management Fellow at the White House Office of Counsel to the President and the U.S. Department of Defense Missile Defense Agency. She earned her Juris Doctor from Boston College Law School and a Bachelor's Degree from NYU. She's a member of the Bar in New York, Massachusetts, and the District of Columbia. I am blown away. 
Oh my goodness, you've done it all. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Sandra. And I've not done it all. A lot of people <gasps> have done much more interesting things than I have. It's just, you kind of know where your lane is and you plot and you keep on plotting. Um, yes. And when you hit a roadblock like the Mario Brothers, right? You just go boom and go okay. in a different direction. Yeah. Speaking of cartoons. Okay, so we're going to get into all of your knowledge because... I should say, we're going to get into like a sliver of what you know, but I wanted to make sure that we headline this appropriately. So I called it compliance management and how to communicate with an attorney because you deal with a lot of different aspects of whether it's like talent or cartoons or policy. So which do you enjoy doing the most? I think it depends on the day, whether it's the cartoons, the policy or talent. Um, I think, you know, when you originally study the law and you're in law school, you are taught everything about the law, but I don't think you're actually given context mm -hmm. about the people who drove the laws, right? Because the law, frankly, is an emotional reaction to something bad that happened to you. And those in power kind of created the laws, and then we live with them. Um, and right now in the United States, we have lots of laws. Some would say too many laws. Some would say that we actually need to Marie Kondo the laws, right? Because what doesn't bring us joy anymore, like why do we still have it? And it just, yeah. because there's so much variance in all 50 states and federal, then it becomes a little bit of a compliance nightmare because you're you're not sure which law that you have to kind of cooperate with. And it becomes, it literally becomes a Mario Brothers and Luigi kind of video game maze. Yeah. Um, and so when you when you look at all of that and then you come out and you start practicing law and you realize and you pass the bar, right? So your license, this is all exciting, but then you realize like none of this really matters and you're basically starting at square one all over again. Um, because if your audience doesn't understand the law and how to apply it, then there's no use, number one. Number two, your audience probably doesn't think about the law. They're thinking about what, they need to have for breakfast, what they need to have for dinner. Are they going to meet with friends? How are they going to deal with someone at Thanksgiving dinner, especially relatives who you like politically and religiously disagree with? Um, they're not thinking about, oh, I want to comply with the law. So in a sense, you have to kind of create what I think parents often call vegetables, like sneak them into food. Same principle, right? You have to sneak compliance vegetables in. And with compliance vegetables, you have to think about the processes and procedures you put into place to make it as seamless as possible, which is why like, I've always been fascinated by design, even though I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. Um, and you know, when I saw your thing, College of Style, I was like, style matters. Design and style matters in everything nowadays. Um, and the law looks organized because it's nicely numbered and there's like, you know, the Cornell outline structure, but, it's, but it unfortunately is one freaking mess because it's basically a tiramisu kind of built onto itself or the Leaning Tower of Pisa, like whichever way you want to go at it. And sometimes there's too much in it that most people can't swallow it. So you almost want to use cartoon characters and what they represent to sort of help people to at least have a landmark of what they should be start thinking about. Because people are not going to become experts in the law. That's your job. But you can help people become much better at identifying risks and then discussing it with an attorney. And I think attorneys also have to, no one's gonna to come to you with a perfectly phrased question, right? So you have to kind of probe further. And I think as attorneys in law school, we were taught that we have to be right, right? But in the real world where there's like 6,000 things going on all at once, 
it's not so much important to be right. It's how to get your clients in the right direction so that they go down the correct route or the better route. I don't think there's ever a truly right route, depending on the person's kind of elasticity and resilience and ability to execute, right? We can't all be Simone Biles. Your clients are not going to all be Simone Biles. So you've got to think about what's the level of execution required to be completely compliant. If, if your client is like Simone Biles, then yes, maybe a little bit more risk can be taken. If your client's not like Simone Biles and is like me who can't do a cartwheel, then you're going to have to like way shimmy it down and figure out what, what the right procedures are so the person and the organization as a whole like mitigate the risk of getting into trouble. Yeah. Well, I mean, when people are thinking about starting a business and that's like the really key time where people are like, I can't afford a lawyer to write these, you know, policies that are going to be on my shopping site. And I'm like, no, that's the one thing you should be investing in right now is those the return policies and the broken, you know, all of what the refund and all of those things about, you know, what you can collect as far as data for SMS and how you can use that data, yes. everything on your, your small business structure. And, and people are like, oh, but I can't afford that right now. I'm just going to focus on the creation. And I'm like, you won't have anything to sell if one lawsuit, you know, comes in. And so when you think about what people are doing in 2022 because mm -hmm. i know that lawyers are thinking more so about the laws that have shifted now but how they will affect what you're doing in 2022 because yep. some a lot of what we talk about with you know with um you know congressional things that are happening and things like that they don't take effect for years yes. right and so with law and what you do i'm sure you're you think way into the future of how when this goes into effect in these next one two three five ten years how that's going to affect your business but a lot of business owners don't think that way so how do you get business owners to think in advance so this is the thing like if business owners are thinking about their products down the line they need to think about their laws down the line and what what congress is good at is giving a bellwether of what I think many people don't understand. Congress doesn't do a lot of things well, but this is about the data piece is something, the digital piece is something that I think most Americans don't really understand. And it's not taught well, and it seems to be the exclusive purview of a couple of people, but it's still at the same time really scary because like it can, it can tell you, like send you a Macy sale, like, oh, this thing you looked at, it's on sale now. And you're just like, whoa, how did you get that? Um, those are the things like just as you constantly want to keep your products up to date and kind of appeal to the market, you have to watch how policies happen. And that's where like a good lawyer or regulatory person is your partner, right? And I think the way to think about this is not in terms of just, oh, I need to check the box to make sure I've complied with that law. And instead think of partnerships, the way that you think of in, in promoting your products and cross-collaboration. And I think intern lawyers need to stop thinking about in terms of Westlaw, Lexis, the books, the citations, the court, not just, but like, how do you pull it all together for them so that you can be an effective partner? And how do you lay out the different risk factors? As one person put it, in-house counsel put it a long time ago, mild to wild advice, right? Do you really want to do the wild advice? The mild advice is probably too conservative. And especially like in the business lines you're in, which are like super regulated, are heightened with data, you need to sort of figure out 
you know, what, what are the risk tolerances that I have as a business owner, just as you're always taking a risk when you put out a new product or you're making an adjustment because you're not sure you're in, you have to think about it that way in terms of the law too. I think so for so long, I think people have th thought of the law as just being completely stagnant, but they also have to remember this. The law is also used as a tool to kill competition. And that's what business owners have to remember. So that's why they do have to watch for it. Are things being passed that would hurt your business lines? Are things being passed that would kill competition? You know, those are things that you sort of have to keep in mind because the law is not just there to keep law and order. In many instances, there may be people with interests beyond yours who are trying to also kill all competition. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, a lot, and I talk about branding a lot. And so yeah. the Made in America brand is a big deal, right? Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of laws, I think, are are written to keep businesses yes. producing in America, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's a great example of what you were talking about. What I want to talk about, too, is you mentioned, or I, I was asking you about, you know, how do you, how do you get, you know, clients or, or business owners to think ahead, but how do you expect them to communicate with lawyers? Because I know, like you said at the top, a lot of people will ask a question, but they're not necessarily asking, not necessarily the right question, but getting to the meat of the okay. matter. So how do you, you know, ask people when you're talking to them to say, you know, I would love it if you could tell me this, or this is how we could best communicate. I, okay. So this is going to be a counter to what, how everyone was taught in law school. You need to toss out your lawyer hat. And you need to just listen and you need to be a human being because a lot of times I think people are afraid to address their fears with attorneys because they want, they're afraid of being wrong. Nobody wants to be shamed at all. So especially business owners, right, who are successful, right? And they in turn don't want to ever feel like they're being shamed or that they didn't know something, right? So you have to kind of create a sense of safety, ask a lot of questions. You have to be a human being. I don't know how else to put that and be a lawyer almost second or third, because you have to get to the people's um, business owners' pain points and fears, and then kind of sort of think about, okay, so what's going on in the back of your mind? Let that second gear go on at the same time. But if you started from a almost interrogation perspective, yeah, no one's going to tell you anything, right? It's like our friend Mako always says, right? Like, why are you on a diet? Oh, I want to be healthy. And she often says that's not the answer, right? It's usually... I want my ex to regret he broke up with me. I'm going to a high school or college reunion, right? There's something deeper underlying it. And if you immediately go into interrogation mode, yeah, no one's going to bring it up to you. But like you have to get to know your business owners as human beings with their fears, their what they treasure to understand their sort of language and their communication modes. And that's like, as you develop that relationship, that's how you can start to like work together more in shorthand. But at the beginning, there are no shortcuts. And this is the thing about compliance and management and laws that I, I genuinely love is I love the back office stuff, the stuff that's deeply unsexy. But I think I always remind people to remember, right? Kim Kardashian did not get to be Kim Kardashian just with the sex tape. She also got to be Kim Kardashian because there are an incredible number of talented people behind her and her family supporting them and making sure everything runs. So when you talk about talent, do you want Kim Kardashian? That's easy to pick out <clears throat> in a sense, but you also want to have that back office talent because those are the folks who can kind of make anything, anything into everything. Right. And she's going down her own 
law path too, yes. which is kind of like a great correlation. I think for her, you know, I, I always look at her and Paris Hilton. Yes. Very strategic. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like, ah, you know, famous for being famous. And I'm like, no. No, they thought about it. This is smart. This yes. Is, they thought about it. Abby, right? Yeah. Um, whether or not they got there in whatever way that happened, you know, you can argue there's plenty of actresses who are yes not very great at acting, but are really famous, right? Yeah. So so you can't really say, well, this one's good at this and this one's not good at this. Yeah. So, but I look at it as very strategic. And, and I wonder, you know, in the pathways of people, you know, like your path has been very, I don't know if it was strategic. You said it before we got on that you chose certain things. So when you think about your journey, because you are very accomplished, what has kept you motivated? I don't ever want to be stagnant. And I made trade-offs very early on because I, I never believed in the myth of having it all. I just don't think you can have it all. You can have pieces of it all at certain points of your life, but you can't have it all. So to me, I have had such great mentors throughout my life. And to me, it was very important that I continue to pass that on. So I want to be a good mentor and sponsor, which meant like I made a choice about taking care of my parents but I'm not married and I don't have kids. And I'm okay with not having kids because that's a choice I made. And I enjoy mentoring so many other people. And I they reverse mentor me too in turn because they teach me, like, I don't know why you're on TikTok, but hey, if that thrills you, that's great. And just to be, you know, less judgmental and become more of a, as Adam Grant would call it, a scientist or a detective rather than be a preacher or prosecutor. Because I think it, at, as an attorney or anything else, you and Thanksgiving dinner, which is coming up, people get stuck in being preachers or prosecutors. And you're not listening because you're so stuck in your beliefs. I think what people need to remember is beliefs can evolve and values are what stay the same, right? What common values now values may erode just a little from the wear and tear of everyday living over over the years, but the values have to like what it, it has to be value based, the beliefs can evolve because facts evolve, right? The world evolves, like who expected COVID and all the Delta variations and the Mu variations. So you sort of have to be kind of curious and be detective oriented. And I never wanted to stop learning. Like, to me, it's so important. So during COVID, I was probably the online class junkie. I probably took everything out there. And I also took um, Nate Cadillac's um, approachable design, because I can't uh, forget it. I'm never going to become a designer, but I wanted to understand like the elements of design. And his course is really, really good for that for people who are like, what? So like he makes you do mood boards, um, figure out shapes from it. And he actually kind of walks you through Figma, which is like really, really important. And then I had like a writing group during COVID and he has 30, Dan Greenwald has 30, 10, 0. And then Avi in India was building his own financial kind of um, modeling business. And so those are the things like it was a real opportunity to meet people like yourself too, Sandra. Like I've met so many people. I've never met Mako either. Like we just met on Twitter. I've met so many people who kind of enrich the way that I can operate in my primary role as an attorney because I have those facets. And that's the, that like I want to be a complete person as much as possible. And that's how like I've kept kind of going and also to serve others well. The world is not about you. I mean, contrary to all the, you know, social media and the selfies, world's not about you. It never will be about you. But how do you how do you give yourself to the world so that things continue to work, even if you're not there anymore? 
because that's that's a true legacy. Yes, your name may not be on a building or in the sky or whatever, but that is a true legacy if others are living with the values and traditions that you're passing on even if nobody remembers you. If you're looking to refresh your website, look no further than Squarespace. My personal website is currently on Squarespace. If you visit sandracoltmedici.com, you'll see it there, and I absolutely love it. Squarespace empowers millions of people, from individuals and local artists to entrepreneurs, shaping the world's most iconic businesses to share their stories and create an impactful, stylish, and easy-to-manage online presence. And now, they offer Squarespace scheduling. So check out the link in my show notes to learn more. We actually met, we met on Twitter. I was doing a Twitter spaces. um, You know, we, you and myself and, and uh, she was in um, our Twitter spaces and um, it was just us. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, uh, and this is in the very early days of Twitter spaces. Yes. um, so I think we were, I, I don't know if we were pioneering it or what. You were definitely pioneering it. I'm still yeah. figuring out what to do with it, but I just haven't had time also. I mean, this, this is the thing, like, it's so amazing nowadays. You have all these toys, right? They come with yeah. their legal kind of consequences, of course. Um, but they also come with possibilities, right? And I think that's, everything is a tool and a toy that depending on how you use it can be beneficial or it can take you down a road that you don't want to be taken down it's not healthy for you mentally or physically. And it's that's the sort of self-discipline that you have to think about. But that's also like you have to think about your strong state, right? What makes you strong? What energizes you? What gives you strength? And that's why it's so important to think about energy management as well as time management, right? Because there are certain times of day when your energy is high, you're willing to do it. But then there are other times of the day where like, yeah, good luck with that because it's just never going to happen and right. even mundane tasks are just painful. Yes, yes, I feel you. And what I actually, um, I have to ask you about this whole cartoon <laughs> because it's so off of the beaten path from the White House and Department of Defense and you know VP of Operations. And then it's like, what is this over here? Let's talk about your knowledge and expertise in the cartoon field. How does this come about? So um, I worked uh, in the New York University Library when I was an undergrad, and I read a lot of random books about Disney animation and how they kind of put it together and how cartoons. I was a big fan of Yogi Bear when I was growing up, and um, I needed to do a government interaction training one day um, at my prior job, and I decided to use the Hanna-Barbera characters. And part of it was because people the definition of government employee has become so complicated. So people are like, well, I know a congressperson is a federal employee, but like, what about all these other people, right? Even public university employees are technically government employees. So what I did is I used the ambiguousness of Yogi Bear because um, the ranger, it's like Jellystone Park is clearly, you know, Yellowstone Park, which is a federal government preserve. Um, So what is Yogi Bear, right? Is Yogi a government employee when he's upright or is he really just the fat bear, right? When he's all on his horse. And that's a sort of ambiguousness that I wanted to create. And the ranger is a, is clearly a government employee, boo-boo, like whatever. And then there's, you know, Huckleberry Hound and, and use their cast of characters to kind of build scenarios so that people would remember, ah, this is something like if it's, if I'm trying to recruit a government employee into my private company, 
um, then it's like recruiting the ranger into our private company, then these are the rules I need to keep in mind, right? And these, these are the people I need to talk to. Um, what is a gift, right? It's anything of value. It's anything, literally, unless there's like one of the 25 gift exceptions. Well, like with a, with a character like Yogi Bear, like when you give them something and they're always after everybody's picnic baskets, like what do you, how do you think about it, right? That ambiguousness is a lot easier to sort of frame up when people are laughing and they're they're tickled, then if you were like sitting there reading the 25 exceptions and this is what, right? Even better than like when you're describing like you go to your local religious institution and you meet each other at potluck all the time, but the IRS auditor is one of your fellow, like it's, it's better than even that because people just genuinely just, it brings back a lot of warm memories of their youth and their uh, thinking, thinking about through things and how, how to, the characters and how they cartoons are to me so interesting because even like your clients, right? They can be like Hanna Barbera world, like well-meaning and sort of you know goofy, or your clients can be like Roadrunner and Wally Coyote. They're always plotting. So like as an attorney, sometimes you're gonna have to like really try to stay ahead of them, or be like Daffy Duck and be endlessly greedy. In which case, like your advice is gonna have to get tailored, right? So. I use cartoons in um, a sense of like that people understand it because the thing that got inspired me was Schoolhouse Rock, right? How a bill becomes a bill, right? And I realized like, oh, this is the way people learn because text, I love reading, but text is like so dense and so overwhelming. We are literally on information overload right now. And so we do need to like how do we give people sort of the roadblocks and almost make it like a GIS map with the different layers instead of like telling everyone here's everything and good luck with that? Because again, people are not thinking I'm going to break the law. They're not intentionally doing that, most people, but they're also not thinking, oh, what law do you think I'm going to break today? Because they're thinking as long as I don't do that red light, I'm good, right? As long as I don't, you know, uh, do go over the speed limit and not get caught by the police, I'm good. So it's, it's really factoring in what are the serious things that you need to keep an eye out for. And then cartoon characters are, are a great way to sort of weave that in with Mario and Luigi and Zelda and Link. I haven't quite figured out Pokemon because they don't talk. Um, so I'm still figuring that one out. Well, my favorite. Gem? Gem and the holograms. Is Gems, one. Yes. Um, Animaniacs. Is oh my God, one. I love Animaniacs. Pinky and the Brain. Um, and it just, it just got out of my head. Let's talk about something that this is a whole other universe that we were in just now. But as a lawyer and someone who is looking out for companies, what is the metaverse to you? People. It's just people? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. People and their, their unpredictability. Okay. Because yeah. to me, I think I hear about people talking about metaverse and I actually was um, watching a TikTok video of this woman and she was talking about, she said, you know, a lot of people have um, now with the change of Facebook's name to meta, meta. now associating the metaverse with meta, the company, and it is a great brand refresh yes. but a lot of people have now assumed that they are just the metaverse right and really that is not the case no um that is more of a decentralized yes place playground whatever it will be and so i look at it in a very um different way um mm -hmm. i already know like 
on my phone, I have a, I have a notification that I need to do an update. And what does that mean when the metaverse is calling me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm, and I don't, and I'm a horrible person for saying this. I don't read the update, you know, lingo. I know I should, right? And I know a lot of people should read what it says is being updated. Yeah, but it's hard to read. It's but that's like reading credit card application fine print with a magnifying right. glass. Like, I think there's one person who did read it and like sued the credit card companies, and he won. But how many of us are like actually going to read through all of that? And I think we are very, so the U.S. is a very litigious society. And I think that's why like the disclaimers, again, grew like Tiramisu or Jabba the Hutt. Um, but we really need to get back to basics. Like what is it in essence we're trying to protect our entities? And I think there is a way to figure out how to be mutual, mutually beneficial to all if we're willing to do that. Um, but again, when companies get really big, like, I don't think anyone knows inside even what the left hand, the right hand, or like the center hands are doing. And so these disclaimers are really about the, the vast kind of empire of the company. I mean, think about it, Sandra, like in history, right? Roman empire fell apart. The Catholic church kind of technically split into two, right? With the Orthodox and the Catholicism. So when something like gets too big and we're, we're seeing it now right johnson and johnson splitting into g's going to split into three where this is going to take sort of the next stage of um capitalism and in, in corporate america is going to be an interesting thing and whether this is going to trend over in asia too because asia has huge like family corporations um for generations but like when people have kids kids got to split it up you were back to like the king lear dilemma the king henry the eighth dilemma i mean it all comes back. The principles are like the people change, the phases change, the you know background changes. But like I think we are always kind of still struggling with the same fight. You know how how to preserve our legacies, how to still go out on top, and how to rage against dying. Even though the Grim Reaper is going to come eventually and get us all. <laughs> it's so dark. <laughs> you know what my mom would say? She would say. Uh, Cause that is something she would do. She um, it's not pessimism. It's realism. realism. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people don't know how to absorb that. Right. No. That like, it's going to happen. Right. Yes, it's just happen. how, how you live it now. No. Right. Um, and I remembered what the cartoon was. It's the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, the Powerpuff Girls. I did not get to watch as much of them because they were on Cartoon Network and I did not have um, cable, but I do remember them. Yeah. Once yeah. then lost. Oh, I'm like, I have to remember. What yes. Yeah. But I do think that when I was listening to this, this woman talk about the metaverse, I thought, I don't know how I am trying to be portrayed in some other universe when I don't know how I need, how I need I'm figuring it out in this one. Universe, right? Yeah. right. So, so it's very interesting. And I, and I know we'll have another conversation about yes. this whenever it happens, that right. Is, whenever, yeah. because there are people, what she was talking about was there are people working in the metaverse right now. And I was yeah. like, where is this? Like, where, where, where are they? And apparently it is really more on the video game aspect side of yeah. things of, you know, people who are kind of like concierge yes. roles of like walking people through yep. what it would be like to live virtually in this other kind of place. And to me, I thought, you know, people get in trouble in real life. 
Yes. What is it going to be when you need a virtual lawyer in the medical yes. and virtual police officers? Like this is right? we bring our neuroses everywhere we go. It doesn't matter. You can't really leave it unless you choose to let it go. Facts, people. <laughs> so if you are an adulterer in real life, you will be an adulterer, an adulterer in, in the virtual world. Like it's not your, there's no, there's no like real deal until you decide in your soul and in your heart, that is an identity. You will no longer like James Clear talks about like how to change your habits is through identity. That identity is no longer one you want to assume. That's the only way you really do it. And also to understand what triggers that bad behavior. Right. So, but that's, that's like a lot of self-control and discipline and and choosing intentionally about things. And we tend to, as human beings, and I'm guilty of this, like tend to like sort of roll into things like pig pen. I love all the references. I feel like you need a TED talk. Where's your why are you not doing a TED talk? Um, yeah, I, I've been thinking about it. I knew it. Okay, so yes, I, I I'm seeing you on like the UCLA stage or wherever they do them. Yeah. Now. I know you've done a lot of criminal justice reform yeah. and you've done, you know, causes that are near and dear to your heart. What is the, what is one thing that you would love to be working on? I would love to eventually write a book about all the things we talked about, because I think oftentimes what we learn in school is not what prepares us for life. And I think no matter what profession you're in, I think we all have to remember that we're human beings first and all those identities second, Right because that's just a mantle you wear and um, not, it's not you. And that's the thing that you have to remember. That's, that's, then you can like really embark on the lifelong learning. But if you're so attached to a certain prestige and identity, then you can't really evolve beyond that. And I'm always reminded of Norma Desmond from Sunset Boulevard, right? She could have moved past the fact that the talkies were here and so many people got hurt in the process, right? And that's the other thing is like, you have to remember there will be collateral consequences for the choices you make. And that's why you have to think about them long and hard. And that is a great way to end. <laughs> think about what your choices will bring you because there's always something that happens as a response no. to that, right? Yeah, Whether absolutely. it's great things or consequences, that's right? It. So um, I appreciate you joining me. I know that this has been a long time coming and it's been such a pleasure to have you. Um, no, thank you. Yes. And I can't wait to see your TED talk and, you know, read your book um, and hopefully see you in the metaverse. Yes. See you in the metaverse where we will probably make the same mistakes that we make in real life. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. Well, if you want to get in touch with Jenny, her Twitter is twitter.com forward slash Jenny Kim. She is a wealth of knowledge. You know what I forgot to ask you about before we yes. leave? When we first talked, you were mentioning a course that you were either creating one or wanted to create a course. Are you still on that path? Um, not right now, but I probably um, will again and kind of test it out, but not right now. No, like again, trade-offs, um, right? I want to do quality over quantity. So I try to do things kind of consistently, but it's on my list. Yes. So follow her Twitter account because just like she has in the works, in the future, whether it's a TED Talk or a book or a course, you want to be the first one to hop on it because she is absolutely fabulous. You know from just listening to her today that she knows her stuff. So follow her on Twitter. Um, she's got thousands of followers already, but one more ain't going to hurt. Um, and, and I do um, respond to direct messages. So 
It may take me a little bit of time, but I do. (laughs) Just so you know, she's a lawyer, but she's not your lawyer. And anything she said during our little talk today is not because she's representing you because she doesn't. Um, So just know that as my disclaimer, because I always do that with anybody that is a lawyer or a doctor. I'll talk to you on the next one. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Thank you so much, Sandra. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone. (gasps) Yes! Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.